And somebody said, I don't know if the suburban woman likes you. Suburban women, will you please like me? I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. Let me ask you about QAnon. I just don't know about QAnon. You for themselves. You're I don't the take president. a position. You're not like someone's crazy no. uncle. You got to get your governor to open up your state, okay? Lock them all up. Biden had a rally today. Like 13 people showed up, and they don't talk about it. I'm going to say I lost to the worst candidate in the history of politics. I'm not going to feel so good. Maybe I'll have to leave the country. I don't know. I may have to leave the country. I'm Arlene Bynum. And I'm John LaBoutlier, and this is Revolution. There are mind-blowing moments that we've had together here on this podcast, but let's face it. This is one historic election. I don't have to put it in context. Everybody who's listening gets what we're all going through here. And you have an incumbent president of the United States of America this week at a rally unmasked during a pandemic saying, how could he ever deal with losing to a guy like Joe Biden? In fact, he might have to leave the country. John, it's not just a statement made off the cuff in a rally. That's pretty deep, really, isn't it? I believe that when you talk about losing, you are thinking that you may lose. And the polls have shown he's going to lose. There are so many indicators, money, ratings, (laughs) defections, leaks, as I always say to you off the air, Arlene, find me something good for Trump this year. You know, everything's I know, been but bad. Those things are all true. But here we have an incumbent president saying if he doesn't win, he will get out of the country that he wants to lead for a second term. Like a lot of us are letting that sink in. What is what does that say? As I you know, this is. Not just somebody going to be disappointed about losing. This is somebody who now is riffing on about how he may just pack up and get out of the country he's supposed to believe is the greatest in the world. Strange. Well, it's all about him. It's all about him. He doesn't care really about the country. He cares about himself. But he would leave. He would go from the country. Is it in fear? Is it a threat? Is it a promise? I don't know. I mean, it's most unusual. And if he does not win this election, that moment in time is going to come up, certainly, I think, in the history books. Yeah, I think what normally elections are the most exciting thing. This is shaping up to being the post-election period, beginning late that night or the next day, once we know who has won. Those two months, up two and a half months coming up, the transition are going to be the most, uh, I don't want to say exciting, but unpredictable two months we've ever had. We don't know what the incumbent president will do, including things that have never been contemplated before, like a self-pardon, which he is, we know. I think he's definitely going to do that if he loses. No doubt about it. Well, let's remember in the Michael Wolff book, Mm -hmm. it was reported that he, Trump talked to his lawyer, John Dowd, about a self-pardon in 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. So if he's thinking about it then, he'll definitely be thinking about it if he's voted out. But we're not there yet. We don't. We still have the election to come. 
And there are a lot of signs that things are going against Trump. All right, let's talk about some of those things. And we're all so, you know, wary, aren't we? Nobody wants to get out and be over their skis, confident, because it's about who shows up and casts a vote. That's really what it's all about. But as you say, there's lots of signs. He's talking like, what if I lose? And then we're hearing stuff like they're fighting inside the campaign, that the campaign manager thinks that they're going to lose. Not a great sign. Not a great sign. Bill Stepien, very competent campaign manager, brought in this summer when they took Brad Parscale out. And apparently in repeated articles, he is reported to be acting as if he believes they're going to lose. There's a morale problem in the campaign. They have a candidate that they can't in any way get to do what they want. Uh, By the way, there are no leaks of bad morale coming out of the Biden campaign. You know, winning campaigns have good morale and any infighting is put on the back burner because they're winning. Uh, They'll be fighting after they win over who gets what job. That's different. But in, in the lead up here to November 3rd, the signs coming out of the two campaigns are very good for Biden because they're not they're very confident, but they're not overconfident and they're cautioning against overconfidence. The Trump campaign has got no message coming out other than these leaked ones about we're going to lose and who's going to get the blame for it. And the strange thing, and we played some of the tape, is this pleading, suburban women, please like me, doing little dances. Come on, Wisconsin, you got to vote for me, please. Strange. He keeps going back into himself, I guess, believing that he pushed it over the edge the last time. He seems like he's fighting and using the same tools. And so far, there isn't an indication they're they're working for him in the same way. Although I do want to say here, one of the things that blows my mind when we look at the democracy and the decency and all the things that are happening, and you and I have been very clear, this is not a, a partisan issue for us here. This is an up and down issue about right and wrong. And he still has a big hunk of the American people cheering him on when he says, lock her up to a governor. After she's been seriously threatened. Her uh, life threatened. Her life threatened to be kidnapped and possibly killed by some sort of militia group that seems to be quite supportive of Trump. We now know they've also contemplated doing the same thing to the Democratic governor of Virginia. And yet Trump says, lock them up. And he's talking about the governors, not the people who perpetrated this threat. So that's another thing that's just amazing. And doing that in a state, Michigan, where the governor is very popular, Trump's behind, he needs to win it. He goes there, he has this rally. He's not spending any money there because he's running out of money. This will be one of the things they look back on. Why did Trump lose? How could he blow through $800 million Mm -hmm. and be basically out of dough when they get to the last month of the election? Whereas Joe Biden has raised more money than any candidate in the history of American politics. You know why? Mm Anti-Trump. That's the passion this year. When we look at Trump saying, oh, suburban women, please vote for me. That's a legitimate plea on his part. But what he ought to have been able to do is calmly list the things he's done 
in four years that might have made those women's lives better. Show them. Show, show them. them I why. did this. You we know, did good this. writers. You yeah. don't. You don't say it. You show the character. You don't say he was evil. You have the person doing evil things or grand things. I mean, this is a, clearly. It appears to be a candidate out of control. It's an unfocused, undisciplined candidate who is floundering around without a message about why he ought to be reelected. The uh, he's a Johnny one note. And his one note was Hillary's crooked, and it seemed to work, plus James Comey reopening the investigation. It, it enabled Trump to win four years ago. He's trying to recreate that exact same game plan. Take out Hillary, put in crooked Joe Biden, the Biden crime family, Hunter Biden, and these leaked laptop email things instead of WikiLeaks and the 31,000 emails. It's not the same. The, the, the country doesn't hate Joe Biden the way a lot of people hated and still hate Hillary. There is no credible investigation of Joe Biden the way there was an FBI investigation reopened on the eve of the election by Jim Comey. It's just not the same. Yet Trump is trying to run the same campaign this year that he ran four years ago. And it's not working. What do you make some of the other signs? Ted Cruz, as we know, did such a flip-flop after Trump attacked his wife, and Cruz seemed to really have some guts after that primary. And he looked like he was going to stand up for himself. He certainly appeared that way at the convention. A lot of people cheered him on. He turned around. He became a sycophant. But now he's saying, you know, if something isn't done, what did he say? A, a landslide, a wipeout, yeah. a tsunami back to Watergate after Watergate. Would someone say that if they didn't really believe it? I mean, you know, you've been in that milieu. What would cause somebody like Ted Cruz to say such a thing? Well, here, here's what I think. I think he sucked up to Trump after Trump got elected. Because he, Ted Cruz, had a primary in 2018 in Texas to get renominated to run. And he, he, he couldn't win if he ticked off the Trump voters in Texas in the GOP primary. So he sold his soul. Instead of defending his father and his wife, he sold his soul to Trump. Ben Sass, same thing. He had a he had a to get renominated earlier this year. He was all pro-Trump, didn't vote against him in the trial and the impeachment, any of that. Now he's safely renominated. He's going to get reelected in Nebraska. He can afford to speak publicly about what he really thinks about Trump. And this is the tip of the iceberg. If Trump loses this thing, or as we approach Election Day even, I'm looking at other people, maybe Susan Collins, who will let it out what she really thinks about Trump. Because they they know that they can't win if they're seen as all in for Trump. All right. And something else I got to bring up here, too, because this flies over. We're just talking about the Hunter Biden situation. There's been a promise that there's more ugliness coming out, some rumors about pedophilia online. And then the the realization that Trump was warned that Giuliani may be working with a Russian agent and a Russian asset. I mean, we've got this bizarre situation happening from within the White House. It's really hard to, to put your head around it. And then we have the president of the United States this week 
saying some incredible things, retweeting a conspiracy theory over the bin Laden raid and throwing it out there. I don't know how you heal from this stuff, John. I mean, the door has been open. QAnon, all, all this, he's saying, I hear they're against pedophilia. <laughs> I, and, and they believe JFK Jr. is a, about to come back and join Trump on the ticket. This a sci-fi novel would get no readers from this 10 years ago because it's too crazy. Yeah, well, it's crazy stuff, but the majority of Americans see it that way. And, you know, I mean, not by much, John, really, when you look at it, he's got almost 40 percent. He's got more than 40 percent. I'd say I'd say Trump has 42 percent. That doesn't mean 42 percent buy into Mm -hmm. bin Laden is still alive and the SEAL Team 6 thing has all been killed. I I think most people I don't even know what that is. I haven't heard about this retweet thing. But, you know, look, the country is divided. We've known that. But there are more people against Trump than are for Trump. It's been that way from day one. What's coming home to roost for Trump now is that he has made no attempt to change himself enough to attract other voters. All no addition. No addition. No addition. Mm-hmm. All candidates, all successful candidates do the math. I, I've got to mm-hmm. get more than 50 percent. How do I get them? What position do I take? What tone do I take? Not Trump. He just speaks to the same 42 percent over and over and over again. He does. And I just have to ask you, I ask you this almost every week. Can he win? I mean, these numbers are steady. People looking at the polls and then all of a sudden you hear, I mean, President Obama, former President Obama is saying it's closer than you think. We know that's often a tactic and a wise one to use. Is there a pathway for him? I mean, some of the numbers I'm looking at, I think he has maybe a 10% chance of getting winning the Electoral College in some of them. How reliable is that? How do you feel as we're looking at these polls? Well, I think you have to assume, yes, uh, an incumbent president can win, even when it looks bad for him. Mm-hmm. There are ways he possibly could win, but there are a lot of ways he could lose, too. And that seems to be the path he is on. He hasn't adjusted himself to do things that he would need to win. Plus, it's a two-way race. Last time, there was Jill Stein, and she got a lot of votes that siphoned votes away from Hillary in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and made the difference. In these states now, Biden has a pretty decent seven, eight-point lead in each one of them in repeated multiple polls. Uh, you have to think he's got a good shot at winning. And when you wear, you see where Trump is going, he's going to Georgia and Nevada because he's trying to find states to make up for losing Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And he's not going to win that way. He's not going to win Nevada. He should win Georgia. He's trying to hold Georgia. Biden is on the attack, expanding his map while Trump is defending his. So, I, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, Trump could still win. I don't think he's going to win. I haven't thought he's going to win the whole presidency Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. 55% have disapproved of his performance as president. And as long as the Democrats didn't pick a wacko, then the country would move on from Trump and they're going to move on with Joe Biden, who we don't talk about. But Joe Biden, if you watch him, Mm -hmm. has grown during Mm -hmm. this campaign, into a very effective presidential candidate. No, he's not 
tearing it apart at rallies like Trump. But most presidents didn't do stuff like that. This guy's very thoughtful, very calm, very uniting. You watch him compared to Trump, like the town halls the other night, and you look at Joe Biden, you go, oh, my God, what a breath of fresh air to have a guy talk this way about issues and about the country and how we have to be together to solve our problems. And no talk of I'm going to leave the country if I lose. He was asked that. He said, if I lose, first thing I'm going to think is maybe I wasn't a very good candidate. Yeah, he took the blame, which yeah, was that's old crazy. style. Yeah, that's Trump, old. you can bet Trump will blame <laughs> everybody under the sun but himself if he loses this. Thing. If he loses. And then let's get back to our title. I may have to leave the country. It kind of stunned everybody because it showed what was in his heart. It also raised a lot of questions. You know, he's got people scurrying around after him, mopping his brow, feeding him grapes because he's president of the United States. And he's used all that. He's used the attorney general as his personal lawyer. And he's had the protections of not being able to be prosecuted. If he does not win this election, Lots of reasons for him not to want to hang around. There there could be a legal reckoning here. Do you think that he would leave? I mean, is he he clearly is looking at some kind of an option. He wants to disappear if this happens. Well, I think, look, who knows what Donald Trump really thinks about it. I, my guess is he does what you said. He does the self-pardon, yeah. which until some court says it doesn't apply – absolves him of any criminal prosecution on the federal level. And he would then only be chargeable at the state level. And we know New York State in two separate investigations is seriously looking at going after Trump for tax evasion, tax fraud, insurance fraud, serious stuff that can put you in jail if you're convicted. We're not there yet, but we're headed there. And Trump knows a lot more is coming than we know, and I'm sure he is worried about it. But he's always gotten away with everything. So Well, he has, but it is serious, which is why he's probably moved to Florida officially, because he has that Manhattan uh, criminal investigation into the Trump organization. That's a very serious one. I have to say this pardon, you know, you know, I'm co-hosting this from Canada as we've watched this together. The self-pardon business for many outside of America. I don't know. There may have to be some adjustments into what a, the power of a president has because that just sets it up. You know, he's opened the door to pushing the power of the executive branch so broadly and strongly and to be able to wave a magic wand before he goes and get rid of any federal accountability for that. It seems like a, a flaw within your system, to be honest. Well, yeah. And it, it isn't solved yet. On If he does pardon himself and it goes to the someone will take it into federal court and it will go up to the Supreme Court and they will be the ones ultimately, that could rule on whether that's a legal pardon or not. There are illegal pardons. You can't pardon someone in return for something. That's then ruled to be an illegal pardon and can be abrogated. Yeah, but for a president to pardon himself, well, what I mean, does it that just say? takes away. What does yeah. it say? Well, first of all, what does it say to the American people exactly. about his guilt? If he's not guilty of anything, why is he pardoning himself? So, by the way, in the pardon thing, we haven't really discussed one aspect of what's mm -hmm. happened to Trump in the last couple of weeks, which is he had hoped to 
in the run-up to the election to have his attorney general, Bill Barr, unveil all sorts of stuff about the Russian investigation, the spying on the Trump campaign that would vindicate Trump and make Biden and Obama look like criminals who illegally went after Trump. And that's what Barr was going to do. And sort of under the headlines a lot in the last two weeks, all of that has collapsed. The John Durham report, which was coming, which was going to be an investigation into the origins of the Russian investigation. Mm -hmm. Suddenly we learned there will be no Durham report before the election. The unmasking report from another different U.S. attorney decided nothing illegal went on, no charges. An assistant U.S. attorney in San Diego who prosecuted Congressman Duncan Hunter has now resigned and said in his resignation letter and statements since then, I did it because Bill Barr is applying undue political pressure in the Justice Department to help Trump. And suddenly Bill Barr has disappeared. Donald Trump went on Newsmax TV the other night and was asked, would you put Bill Barr in a second Trump term? And he wouldn't commit to it. It was very negative in, in his tone about Bill Barr. I think Bill Barr has stopped maybe doing all the dirty work for Trump. He's probably still doing some, but maybe even he has reached his limit. He can see the polls. He can see it's likely Trump's going to lose. And Bill Barr would be left there holding the bag. But it's interesting about the timing of this and and who's going to be accountable. Final thing is people are starting to muse. Who is held accountable for this when it's over, if it's over? What about we're hearing Rupert Murdoch privately saying Trump is going to lose, all these things. Will there be a reckoning with others? Oh, I think there's going to be months, years of reckoning. I think there will be a bloodbath in the Republican Party and the conservative movement. Publications, TV stations, radio hosts. I think now it's not to say that um, those who supported Trump will be ruined for supporting him. I I don't think that'll happen. I think they're going to be hurt by it. And there's going to be a lot Mm -hmm. of people nastily mad at them for what they've done. And I don't know, you know, what what tone they're going to take. Uh, We don't know yet. Some of them will get their back up and stick with Trump. But I think Fox is the one to watch. I think Mm -hmm. Fox is headed for a change. Mm -hmm. I think Rupert Murdoch is that same story, said he's semi-retired already. And when he is no longer day-to-day running Fox News, I'm not sure Fox News doesn't undergo some changes. And when they, I know, but they have to get an audience. And clearly, this was part of their audience. They've got to find that same audience and keep them. They can't throw them away. Do they want to go into battle for a, a central position here? Well, and, but they, their audience stays with them no matter what. That's the lesson of Fox. They were mm-hmm. anti-Trump. Fox mm-hmm. was anti-Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm before he got nominated. Mm -hmm. And they had the biggest audience then. So they could start supporting Mickey Mouse and the (laughs) public will keep watching it and they'll be wearing Mickey Mouse ears the next day. (laughs) Don't, 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 because I can see it now. Honestly, I can see it. I'd vote for Mickey over this. I was just waiting for you to say that before I say goodbye until the next time. And we'll see any more, any more hints about 
whether or not he would leave the country. I'm Arlene Bynum. And I'm not leaving the country. And I'm John LaBoulier. <laughs> this has been Revolution. I may never have to come back here again if I don't get Iowa. I'll never be back. You understand that? I lose Minnesota. I'm never coming back. I don't care. I'm never coming back. If I lose, I'm going to be so angry at Florida. Oh, I'll still love you, I think. If I lose to him, I don't know what I'm going to do. I will never speak to you again. You'll never see me again.